Hi everyone, my name is Eniola Hu and you're listening to the Broken Record podcast with Leila Johnson Salami. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Broken Record podcast with Layla. Actually, I've interviewed him a couple times, but I've never actually interviewed him as anything other than an entertainer. Actor, etc., etc., mm-hmm. industry guard. Sorry guys, I was actually choking. <laughs> we hadn't heard from you in years. Mm-hmm. She calls herself a professional Vanessa. We'll find out what that means. <laughs> welcome to the Broken Record podcast. My name is Layla Johnson Salami. You're going to enjoy this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Broken Record podcast with me and a very special guest today who I am so excited to speak to because, I mean, I think people just label and people have decided to create a certain group of people that they like to call e-feminists and Twitter feminists and they literally throw us all into a box so why not but either way I do have Eniola Hundeni here with me today at Eniola Hu on Twitter and of course a lot of you will know her and you will know her views and I'm sure you're thinking that yeah we're gonna have a conversation about everything to do with feminism but not necessarily as a matter of fact (laughs) what we are going to be speaking about is the fact that or we'll find out if it's a fact that (laughs) Everything our parents taught us is a lie. So welcome, 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 Eniola. It's so good to have you. Thank you, Leila, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to meet you. You too. Yeah. Even though we just said that we feel like we've met like a couple times. Yeah, and then, past. You know, yeah. I swear, I swear. But you know what? Lagos is such a small city. Mm-hmm. How are you finding it, though? You're not allowed. You live in Canada, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I love Lagos. I grew up here. So yeah. it's just like coming back home. I love Lagos. The energy. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. hustle and bustle. But I mean, sometimes it also gets too much. (laughs) Way too much. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's so good to have you. So I'm really excited for this conversation because I feel like there's so many myths that we can dispel in like the next hour. And I'm just going to be very like upfront with it. How do you feel towards a lot of the upbringing that parents instill on their children in Nigeria? Do you believe that everything our parents taught us was a lie? (laughs) Absolutely not. Mm. Um, I think our parents generally live from a point of fear. Mm. And I think that it put most of us in survival mode Mm. and we kind of live life like that. And it's like a lot of programming, you know, Mm. and and then with religion. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think, I mean, like going out, yeah. um, I left Nigeria when I was 16. Mm. And so like leaving and then moving to Canada and like seeing the world for myself, it was like huge culture shock. Mm. Like, oh, I don't have to go to church every Sunday. Mm. Um, you know, oh, so God is not going to smite me if I think like this. So it's like, mm. I definitely think our parents have their own way of reasoning. And mm. I've, I'm now as an adult, mm. I know that it's not the only way. Would you yeah. say that like it's a cultural thing or is it more of like a natural thing of parenthood? I definitely think it's cultural. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the culture is so messed up. I'm sorry to say like I find Nigerian culture so messed up. And I think the main reason is because we see culture in a completely wrong way. We mm-hmm. think that culture defines us. Meanwhile, surely we as human beings should define culture, right? Exactly. So I think everything just works in reverse mode. And that is the biggest problem here. Yep. Great definition. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great definition. Mm. And you know what? Maybe our parents think culture defines them because mm. um, colonial, colonialism defines them. Absolutely. You know, um, 
And I think that a lot of them can't even imagine fighting back. Yeah. So they just conform. So maybe that's why. And we, I don't know, maybe we have it better because mm. we're like further out from colonialism. Mm. But yeah, I think we define culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's it like though? Like, living in a Canadian culture and then coming into a Nigerian culture, being from a Nigerian background as well. What is that shift like for you? So on one hand, I actually mm. feel like I've become more fundamental in my Nigerianness. Mm. So uh, sort of like returning back to mm. like what I am, mm. you know, my Yorubaness, mm. uh, um, learning like what's important mm. you know like when you're young and you think being your body is not cool and mm. then you want to be like mm. something else you want to yeah. be more westernized you know like i'm kind of over that mm. like now i actually really enjoy being nigerian i enjoy being yoruba mm. um so much so that i even started looking into yoruba religion amazing but i'm not like but i still come home and i see like the mm. the way that culture has been perverted and yeah. i'm just like i don't like this but i yeah. like i like us Mm. from like a very fundamental point of view but mm. the way we are now I'm not sure I like us you know? um, yeah I get, I get you because it's one of those things where it just feels so stagnant it feels like okay the rest of the world is moving <laughs> and we are literally in the exact same spot and it's yeah. a bit disturbing so like what would you say are like the greatest cultural problems that you think we have I think it's a loss mm. of identity because um, again colonialism like stripped us mm. of who we are mm. you know iconoclasm we don't know anything mm. if you say like orisha people just start yeah. running like i went to a bookstore <laughs> in Ibado and i was like can i get books on orisha they're like orisha like they looked at me like i was crazy yeah so i mean i think that's like a big thing the fact that like we really don't know who we are mm. we don't know who we are we don't know um, even like with religion, I, I put a quote on my Twitter mm. that God is in male. Mm. I think that's in my bio, actually. Mm. And like I've had people like attack me for saying that. And I'm like, in my culture where I come from, God is in male. Yeah. God is a spirit in all forms. Exactly. And God is an energy. God is an energy. And then yeah. like the Orishas were both male and female or, and everything in mm. between, to be honest, because there's more mm. than just male and female with Yoruba um, culture. So I'm just like, who are you to tell me that God is just male? Yeah. And then, you know, it's. Like, I feel like we're in a clusterfuck. That's how yeah. I feel. Like everything is just upside down, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But how how do Nigerian parents influence that? What are Nigerian parents doing that to literally just add to that rather than to try and change that and give their children a more mm. liberated life? That's such a good question. I think, first of all, like mm. I, I think our parents are very image conscious and they um, anything that's outside of external approval they mm. tend to be like wary of it so for the most part like i find a lot of people dm dming me and telling me like oh my parents don't even hate what i'm doing they just worry about what other people would say, say yeah. and obviously i've witnessed it too in my family mm -hmm. um there's just so much what are they gonna think but who the fuck are they like, exactly you know? so i think that's like one big thing and obviously religion religion and not again abrahamic religion um, Middle Eastern religion, mm. to be precise, because what are we really like worshiping in Nigeria? It's someone mm. else's ancestors from the Middle East, mm -hmm. right? So then we take their culture, we take their identity, and mm. then that just becomes like something we now believe in, and we think that's us. And then we, and then our parents like pass it down to us. Mm. You know, you're a child of Jesus and nobody else, and mm. it's like <laughs> I'm a child of a Dudua. Yeah, 
you know, and <laughs> it baffles me a lot because I'm just like, how how did Christianity end up in Africa? How did is how did Islam end mm-hmm. up in Africa? What what religions did we have before the missionaries actually came in? Or are we all just gonna sit back and act like that was never the case? Like I genuinely believe in God, mm-hmm. and I genuinely believe in a lot of stories in both the Quran and in the Bible. Exactly. And for me, it's one of those things where I just feel like everything is just so misconstrued. Mm-hmm. And if you put so much emphasis on the fact that this is it yeah all you're doing is being such a buffoon because <laughs> how did this even come to you yeah. you know what was there for you before there was christianity exactly. or are you trying to tell me that your ancestors went to hell because jesus christ wasn't here with the missionaries before that exactly. you know so it's a bit disturbing to be very honest yeah. but that thing you said about being image conscious yeah. for me i think that's the greatest problem that nigerian mm-hmm. parents have and it's something that we all experience with Nigerian parents at some point and it's that thing of what's this person going to say imagine what this person will say and it's like (laughs) if that is your concern that means how is your child then your primary concern and love in life because if your child was would you really give a damn about what anyone else had to say right yep I'm not gonna lie Nigerian Mm. parenting taught me that um First of all, I, I generally think Nigerian mm-hmm. parents are narcissistic parents. Yeah. They might not be narcissists as people, but their parenting style is narcissistic. Mm. And it was Nigerian parenting that taught me, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, parental love isn't unconditional. Mm-hmm. Because you would see the most loving parent that would mm-hmm. swear that they'll take a bullet for their child, kick mm-hmm. them out because they're gay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or, like you know, disown them because they left the religion they were born into. Mm-hmm. Or beat them because they didn't come first in class. Com- yeah, right? Like, it's so disgusting. It's so sad. No, I it's swear. really sad. And I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like it affects the way we grow up because a lot of us end up timid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think Nigerians are bold because we're loud, and mm-hmm. but we're not. Like, mm-hmm. when I, I've lived in... I, I just moved from L.A. I lived there for mm-hmm. seven years. I've lived in Toronto. I spent a lot of time in London. Mm-hmm. I've traveled a little bit. And, like, yes, you know in Nigerian because we just have, like, this energy and yeah. aura. But, like, deep down, I find Nigerians very timid. Yeah. You know, when you put them before yeah. certain things, they kind of shrink. And sometimes you see that even with the Super Eagles. I'm telling you. you football fans. Yeah. Like, they shrink around, like... And it's because, like, the confidence our mm-hmm. parents didn't, like, give it to us unconditionally. It's mm-hmm. like... I love you if you're like mm. this. I love you if you fit my mm. image of what you should be. Yeah. So it's like it affects us. It's really such deeply. a complex. Yeah. Such a complex because yeah. I, I don't I don't know how any parent can't see the effect that it's having on their child to raise your child to believe that certain things that are genuinely not fucking wrong are wrong. Like how that makes sense, I don't understand, mm-hmm. but it's a generational thing, right? It is. So where I get worried is in thinking, is our generation going to be like that? Are we going to have kids? Well, I know, Sha, I certainly <laughs> won't, you know, but like, are we going to have kids that we that we treat the way our parents treated mm-hmm. us, you know? And that's what worries me mm-hmm. because the mindset of a lot of young people in mm-hmm. Nigeria today in their 20s and 30s mm-hmm. is so flawed that when people come and say that, oh, the next generation can this and that. Yeah. I'm I'm not even trying to be pessimistic. <laughs> like it's I'm like reach. really? Like look around you. Mm-hmm. Really? It's true. So it's worrying, you know. You know what? Um I recently reached out to mm. Nigerians that don't practice Abrahamic religion mm. and on Twitter. And I had to close mm. my DMs because I got hundreds of responses. Mm. So many people who subscribe to traditional religion, mm. ag- so many agnostics, mm. so many atheists, so many I even found out some religions I'd never heard about. And then um, one of the questions I asked them was like, would you, how are you going to raise mm. your children? 
And all of them said, I'm not going to raise them with dogma. I'm going to raise them to respect all beliefs. Mm -hmm. So if I were to go by that, like just that mm. experience, I mm. kind of have a little hope, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Just a little bit yeah. of hope. I mean, even if it's just those hundreds, you like know. I'm like, we can do something, we can change it, you yeah, know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. It just, it takes one person, it to be does. honest, you know? And it's like, anyone can be that tiny pebble that creates the largest ripple effect right yep. so it genuinely does take one person but mm -hmm. it's just scary to think of it's scary to think of the effect that it has on a lot of people and people don't realize it like the other day I was speaking to someone who has a serious complex when it comes to love mm -hmm. and I was trying to break it down and trying to get to the grassroots of the problem mm -hmm. and of course it always comes back to one's childhood right yep. and it's like okay so when you when you're treated like this by people who gave you life mm -hmm. when you're younger how are you ever expected to know how to give love to other people exactly. when you come from a home where as soon as you literally do something as small as piss your pants at the age of three yep. and your parents starts beating you for that like how are you not going to live in fear how you will grow up with a lot of anger and yes, aggression absolutely. and that's why I think everything especially when it comes to things like abuse and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone who has survived sexual and domestic abuse, mm -hmm. but I will always, always, always say, I do not look at any perpetrator of mm -hmm. abuse as someone that is just an animal. Mm -hmm. And that is because if you go and you trace why that person is the way they are, you will come to realize that quite frankly, it's not as if that person is a bad human being, but that mm -hmm. person is literally a product of their environment. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, you cannot blame them given this environment, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not trying to say it's, acceptable in any way whatsoever yeah. but it's not as black and white as yeah. we always make it seem yep so like it's like yeah a vicious cycle thank you right. no thank I understand you that. and like i respect that perspective because mm. i tend to demonize abusers yeah. but like really some people are just mm -hmm. what yeah because I used to also de um, demonize mm -hmm. abusers. Like, I literally used to be like, nah, they can all just go to hell. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't even want to hear what you have to say, mm -hmm. this and that. But I had to take a step back and become more emotionally intelligent about it mm -hmm. and stop stop thinking about it from a place of emotion and sentiment, but more mm -hmm. from a place of, okay, what's the practical sense behind this? Let me actually right. try and understand, you right. know? And it's so sad to see because it always just falls back to the, to the way a lot of these men are raised. Right. I'm sorry to say, right. like, I'm not even trying to be gender biased because abuse can come from both sides right. but the way a lot of Nigerian men are raised mm -hmm. is literally in a way that encourages them to Absolutely. do nothing but abuse emotionally physically financially sexually yeah. you name it so who's to blame right Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's so, like it's it's a it's a hard one. It's yeah. a hard one. But I'm sure yeah. you get a lot of this on Twitter though. Oh yeah. Do a lot of people come into your mentions and just start insulting you for your views? Of course. Like would he wouldn't what's, be Twitter if he didn't. I swear. <laughs> what's like the worst what's like the worst insult you've ever oh, gotten? Oh god. Wow. It's twenty nineteen. Should I mention this again? Oh <laughs> some fucking bitch said <laughs> <laughs> so when I did the whole yeah. thing that I didn't know, yeah. some girl was like, you're going to be barren. You're not going to huh? be able to have kids because you didn't know for your husband. Eh? And I didn't say anything to her against my, like, typically I'll fight back. Yeah. But I was like, you must be, like, so fucked up yeah. to say that. Exactly. Like, that is so, so, yeah. so, so fucked up. So I was up. just like, wow, okay. You know? I think I just blocked her. But Let's was... speak about that, though. <laughs> because, no, I get you. Because when when you did put that out there about how you didn't follow the culture of kneeling, right. um, I mean, blogs were carrying it. It was so yeah. many people were talking about it. And it's one of those things where personally, I'm like, quite frankly, 
what is wrong exactly. in what she did. I will not tell you not to do it if you want to do it. By mm. all means, go ahead and do you. Boo. But personally, me too. I won't do it. Exactly. And it's simply because <laughs> that may be your culture. But who are you to tell me that that is my culture? Or oh, mm-hmm. because I'm Yoruba, that now, <clears throat> because you've said for the past 500, 600 years mm-hmm. that this is what's going to happen, that means that this is still what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I mean about us defining culture, exactly. right? So I don't even see how that was a problem for people. You know what? Um, I think for a lot of people, honestly, I think for a lot of people, mm. it was just a reflection of how they felt about themselves. Mm. They were like, who is she not to know if I did? A lot of people were like, what's the big deal? I did it. I'm like, girl, that's you. That's you. Fuck. Like, you know? But, <laughs> yeah. but like, um, uh, I... Th- the other thing I feel like, okay, for me, mm. when I thought about not kneeling, it was just very simple. Mm. Like, how come he doesn't get to kneel for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I always saw, like, a, a wedding as something very reciprocal. Like, everything yeah. is reciprocated, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, if there's a gesture that shows his submission to me, then, yeah, then maybe I'll kneel. But there's none. So yeah. let's just take that out. And to me, it didn't take out of the meaning of the ceremony because exactly. no one actually noticed that the wedding yeah. my mom was against it at first mm. <laughs> what did she say <laughs> oh my god my mom was just like so to me she was like mm. i don't mind but then she was like i don't know how your husband's family feels i was mm. like well to be honest i don't even i'm just telling you mm. but i'm not even asking permission yeah so um on the day of when it didn't happen, like she was like, oh, it was perfect. I didn't notice. And then before when she noticed that we wanted a mm. very feminist wedding, as mm. feminist as possible, she became very supportive in the sense that <laughs> she became mm. very supportive in the sense that she started um, giving ideas. So like there was no bride price. Um, and then there was there was another thing like he was supposed to give me gifts yeah but then she was like how about you guys swap eternity gifts so she became supportive she understood like yeah. for us it was about reciprocity mm. and equality but um yeah i think mm. at first she was just like what the hell mm. but my my younger sister just got married and my mom was like mm. telling the alaga my daughter is not kneeling for any, anyone yeah so it was literally and when you when you also told your <laughs> husband i'm so proud of you for that Thank because you. i feel like there's so many women out there who still go ahead with it that literally don't even want to but mm-hmm. they will never and it also comes from that same timidness that you spoke of yeah. ever actually stand up and say right. you know what i am not going to do this right. so when you told your husband as well that you know what yeah. by the way i'm not doing this yeah. how, what did he say <laughs> <laughs> at first i was like he was like um Okay, you don't he's have here, to. by the way, guys. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> to be honest, like he's really so. Sometimes I feel like he says some shit. I'm like, I'm the feminist. Why am I not thinking about that before you? You know. But um, at first he was like, oh, but I'm prostrating to your parents. I was like, no, but not to me. He was like, oh yeah, of course, got it. I'm gonna prostrate. You don't have to kneel. That's fine. I'll carry you. Oh, and then the other thing mm. for backup, he's like, if they force you. Mm. I'll pick you up before you get to the ground. So hey, that's fine. So that that is the kind of energy we need. Please tell me where you found us, man. In Ibado. Ibado in my hometown. Oh my God. Maybe I need to move back home and go and look for my ting because. <laughs> hmm, so Ibado men are actually like they this. Are, wow. Apparently. The ones I know are really not. <laughs> so I am surprised. Wow. You you actually found yourself a good guy. That's, that's good. That's good. She's trying. and what would you say is the funniest thing anyone has said to you on twitter like that's actually just made you go you know what i'm just done (laughs) oh my god honestly i feel like i've heard it all 
I don't even, honestly, I can't think of anything right now. But if I do, I'll let you know. But people mm. say some crazy shit that mm. I'm like, and he doesn't use Twitter a lot. So I'll be, I'll be laughing. He's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, look what someone just said. Like, yeah, yeah people say crazy shit, but I'll yeah. but I think about it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I feel like um, one of the greatest issues when it comes to being a young Nigerian woman mm. is your upbringing is always conditioned to it's always conditioned to kind of make you submissive towards men right and it's one of those things where you feel like you can't be too loud you can't say your views people always have something to say people always want to police you Mm -hmm. and the greatest barrier firstly is always your immediate family right especially if you come from a traditional Mm -hmm. nigerian home you know so did you ever have those battles with your family as well a little bit um Mm. i think my family is just a little bit unconventional honestly Mm. we have the stronghold of christianity Mm. but (laughs) which is pretty strong yeah but other than that i feel like um my grandmother is actually a lot more, I'll say, open-minded and radical yeah. than my mom. So my mom already kind of experienced that, like, mm. you know, like my grandmother's still a Muslim. My mom converted mm. and my grandma didn't say anything. My grandma prays both ways if, mm. when she wants. So, like, in terms of, like, being open-minded, I feel like my mom was open to it. Mm. And then also my mom um, raised my sisters and I alone. Mm. So she doesn't have... I feel like mm. she... Sometimes she's more invested in like just mm. making us happy and you know understanding us mm. because already we have an unconventional setup. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I have to say like my family they don't really know my online persona. Yeah. They know they know me like they know who I was from mm. like childhood. But a lot of who I was um, growing up around them was also just like conforming with them. Mm. But now that I've been on my own for so long, like. Mm. It's taken a while. Like, I recently came out to my sisters, you know, as, like, not mm. a Christian. Mm. Um, like, not just, a, I'm, like, a mystic. So I believe mm. in it pretty much whatever I want to. Mm. But, um, and they were like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know? Um, but sometimes they, they're just, like, um, like, they don't get it sometimes. But mm. when they're confused, they just support. Yeah. They just support and move on. Like, they, my sisters, like, I love my sisters, like, mm everything and my mom as well so and my mom for example she keeps asking me every day when are you doing your interviews when are you doing your interviews so Aww. she doesn't know what i'm talking about yeah the other day she was like struggling she's like i want to enroll on your youtube i'm oh like it's called goodness. subscribe <laughs> so she yeah she, she may not like yeah. what i'm saying but she's just like my daughter makes these videos and like I, yeah. I enrolled in it, so yeah. she's, she's proud. That's amazing, though. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly amazing. Thanks. Quick question, though. When mm. you got married, did you change your surname? No. Okay, so was it th- <laughs> was it something that like you felt like you had to think about, no. or it just okay? <laughs> now, next question. Did it did that also come with any complications for you in terms of people chatting shit? Um, some resistance, but mm. I never actually said I wasn't going to. I just mm. never brought it up. Mm. But whenever it comes up, like people are like, "Why are you?" You know, like today, my husband's cousin called us mm. his family name, mm. and I just kept quiet because mm. I'm like, "Who?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in you know, yeah. I don't like fight people when they assume mm. that I am. Mm. But if I have the opportunity to say mm. this is what I, I'm still Eniola Hundane, then I, mm. I just say it. Fair yeah, enough. Because, yeah. like, even with me, like, growing up, my mom never changed her surname when she got married. So I nice. grew up with a double barrel surname. So every time people ask me and they're like, oh, will you change your surname when you get married? And I'm just like, if my mom didn't do it, 
exactly. Why the fuck would I? <laughs> you know? And it's like, I don't know how to put that to a lot of people. Mm. I'm just like, that is like the least of my priorities Literally. in life. Like, I don't understand the concept of just because me and you decided that we want to have a bond for the rest of our lives through marriage, I automatically have to take your surname. Like my sister, for example, mm -hmm. right? I love what my sister did. Mm -hmm. So when her and her husband got married, they took each other's surnames. Okay. So Do they they're swap both or double barrel. Double barrel. Okay, so they're nice. both now Johnson Dutfield. So oh, he nice. carries our family. She carries his family. So they literally just took each other's surnames. And she was in Nigeria recently and um she was speaking about it to some of my brother's friends and they were trying to make a joke of it and they were like, oh, but who does that? Blah, blah, blah. That's just not right. It's just not right. And every time I was like, okay, so tell me why it's not right. They can never, ever, ever say why. Yep. It's such bullshit. <laughs> yep, and I'm like, logic. to me, that makes so much logical sense, yeah. right? Because their child or, the, or their children are mm -hmm. going to grow up knowing that, okay, I come from these two families exactly. and that's it. You yeah. know, like... Why does it have to be a case of if I marry you doesn't mean I'm marrying into your exactly. family. Like the concept is so messy. Where did I even come from? I, I'm somewhere <laughs> somewhere in Europe or yeah. mid, the Middle East. That's my guess. Yep. That's my best guess. Well, everything does. <laughs> like homo homophobia, for example, right. literally comes from the West. And we are now the most homophobic people. Yep. We are the ones that have laws that we've kept from colonialism oh. on homosexuality. Meanwhile, they're the ones who developed homophobia. Oh if you God. look into even just Yoruba history, yeah. how many transgenders yeah. we had, how many gay people we yeah. had. It baffles me to think that we have actually, we think that we're following our culture, but no, all we've not. done is we've lost our yeah. culture. The prophet, um, Orumila, who's the mm. prophet of Yorubas, mm. like, he was born of two women. You see? And like, people are just like, oh, lesbianism is a sin, but you know, who? Like, honestly, to who? Exactly, to who? <laughs> really and who Trudy. said that? Oh my God, I'm just thinking of the comments on this podcast when we're done. Oh my, oh my, wow. So we're going to backtrack a bit. Okay. Like, when do you, when do you think you first realized that your school of thought was feminist? I feel like when I came to the consciousness was in college. Mm. Um, like, I didn't know what it was called. I just always <laughs> knew that I supported women mm. or whatever. But then, like, my sister who was, mm. like, in women's studies was like, do you know what, that like, there's something called feminism. And, you know, she introduced me to bell hooks and blah, blah, blah. And Lil' Kim, actually. Mm. And for someone like me, I was like, I grew up very, like, I went to this church. Some mm. of you know it. It's all kinds, anyway. It's What's it called? Deeper life. It's like oh. the most the restrictive. Deepest. Yes, the deepest <laughs> the of deepest life. Deepest of deep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't allowed to do anything. Mm. So, like for me, a woman like Lil Kim um, was like, "You're there, and I'm here." Mm. But like when I discovered feminism, I was like, I really like her. I like I started since um, I saw like so, so, you know common grounds with us. I was like, yeah. we're both women. She's doing her thing. Like it's not a big deal. And like. She's actually putting men in their place. Like, mm -hmm. you, her lyrics are so... The things she says to men, like, you know, do this and do that to me. And I was like... Even though I was like... I even thought I was asexual at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I love her. I respect yeah. that, you know? Yeah. But um, I think that's when I came to my consciousness. But someone that I went to primary school with mm. was telling me that in primary five, he used to call me a feminist. 
Wow. Yeah. He's wow. like, yeah, you used to always, like, say that girls are better than boys and that mm. girls could do everything better than boys. And, like, you always defend the girls. Yeah. Yeah. And in high school, I had some beef with my high school boys because um, I thought that girls should do our project separately because we're better than them and they were disorganized. So <laughs> I feel like for as long as I've known myself, I've always yeah. been one. But... I'm glad that I know the theory now so I absolutely. can live it and like have like a proper guy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and for me, like I feel like the biggest shame is the fact that so many people don't even see feminism as a theory. They forget that feminism is literally a school of thought. Yeah. And it's like when I argue points to do with feminism, mm -hmm. I am not arguing to say, oh, take my views. Right. I'm arguing to show you that you are literally saying you believe in something mm -hmm. but you don't want to say that that's your school of thought right so how the fuck does that make sense yeah. i'm sorry like it's like that time when i think i did an interview with files on the couch and they dragged <laughs> me on twitter saying oh, that shit we watch it every week <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead we used to have parties to watch it really yeah i'm finished wow <laughs> and they literally just dragged me about the fact that i was telling her what feminism was right and i was like i'm sorry but i would do it again and exactly. again and again and exactly. again. Because it is so frustrating to have people out there that literally say, this is my school of thought. And it's a freaking feminist school of thought, but I'm not a feminist. So sorry. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's such a cop out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like when, for me, there's so many things that just touch too many men in particular. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I've realized, I think I was so ignorant to this before. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. I've realized a lot in the past year and a half of moving back to Nigeria. <laughs> a lot of Nigerian women, too. Like when, for example, Ariana Grande put out God is a woman. Mm -hmm. The comments oh from God. Nigeria alone. You would literally <laughs> think that she was like our Tiwa Savage. <laughs> like people were so focused on the fact that she did a song and it was called God is a Woman. Wow. And it's like, wh why is that so touchy to you? Because <laughs> what Abrahamic religions <laughs> have done to women is like, yeah. it's made us believe that our inferiority is divine. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Like, that's why women are fighting that God is a woman, you know, mm -hmm. fighting against the notion that God is a woman. Mm -hmm. And it's so unfortunate because like, before you know the british and portuguese came here we were worshiping god as woman and man and everything mm -hmm. in between mm -hmm. so it's so weird like you know what gets me the image we have of jesus christ i'm sorry <laughs> like it, it really and truly pisses me off i can't i can't lie it really pisses me off because i'm like why does that have to be the image of jesus christ yep you know what there's a recent um I think it was National Geographic. They did like a recent CGI image of what Jesus mm. actually looked like. Mm. So what I do is like all them spiritual Jesus people, I'd say, I just show them the photo. I'm like, would you worship this man? They'll be like, God forbid, he looks like a terrorist. I'm imagine? like, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm like, that's what Jesus looks like. Mm. No. I'm like, that, that is what Jesus yeah. looks like. That's like crazy. he looks like a normal Middle Eastern man. There you go. Regular curly hair. Broad nose, like regular. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, and there's nothing wrong with worshiping him, but it's like, you thought he was blonde. Mm -hmm. You thought with he had blue eyes. Locks. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, with the beard and the, my goodness. <laughs> and what gets me as well is that, like, didn't the whole world even descend from Africa to begin with? Or am I wrong about that? You know what? I don't even know, but I've heard that so many times yeah. that I'm inclined to believe it. I so swear. I <laughs> <laughs> but what I find, what I find, because I'm a Christian mm -hmm. and 
when I used to, I used to have a complex when I was younger because mm. there were so many parts of the Bible that would make me so angry, right? Mm. So it got to the point where I'd be like, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in the Bible. Mm. And I'd say things like that, you know, and I'd try and find where I stood in that because I knew I believed in God. I knew I believed mm. in Jesus Christ and I knew I believed in the message, but I couldn't understand a lot of things that were said and done. Mm. And I remember having this conversation with my mom one day and my mom was like, Leila, I'm in my 50s and I don't, I can't read the Old Testament till today. I can only read the New Testament, right? Mm. And then I also had to come to terms with the fact that, yo, human beings wrote this damn exactly. book. Exactly. <laughs> men, to be like, precise, men, men wrote this book. The there are books that are even left out of the Bible, you know? So <laughs> if you take everything as it's written, all you're going to do is literally give in to the condition that has been <laughs> wanted for so long. And it yep. drives me insane. Yep. Like, it makes me so mad because... We are so we we act so black and white towards Christianity in yep. particular in this country, and it gets on my nerves because we do certain things that make no oh. sense whatsoever. Like I'm sorry to say, why the hell would I go and confess to my yes? Quote me. <laughs> why would I go and confess to a pastor at church? <laughs> no, why? Seriously, like is 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 a human being my God? Why am I confessing exactly. to another human being? Like it doesn't sit well with me, it's, you know. So. Yeah. I just feel like if there's anything I can take from that, I will look at the message in both the Bible and the Quran right. that basically say, beware of false prophets. And right. I will say, yeah, <laughs> this is what you are literally being told to beware of. And mm -hmm. you are stepping right into, right into the it. hot fire. Yep. You know, so it's so problematic for me, yeah. to be very honest. Absolutely. But yeah. So <laughs> do you have children? No. Planning on? I don't know. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Would you, what do you feel like there's that pressure when you get married, especially in a Nigerian home? Like, oh, where are you having children? Yeah. Blah, blah, and stuff like but that. But the in-laws have been banned from talking, asking us. Hey, yeah. Brilliant. They've been banned. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. But why, why do you feel like they, why do you feel like parents put that pressure as soon as you get married to make it seem like, oh, the only reason you got married is to pop out kids? <sighs> Man. I think maybe, so, what I before like way mm. before my mom told me her own reason mm. she thinks that like a complete life mm. is with children like mm. you should even if you adopt or whatever mm. so I, for her like it's like if you don't want it how can you be missing out on this blessing absolutely but I'm like many children are not blessings yeah. unfortunately yeah many parents are not blessings yeah. either yeah uh, yeah but mm -hmm. and then for some people it's just again like tying it back to religion they feel mm. like this is what god has promised me this is what god promised abraham so i must get it to you know like you're gonna have many kids and stuff i don't know it's i just think and also i think we're operating on some sort of automatic thinking um that it's like i feel like nigerians live their lives like a to-do list oh, go yeah. to school get married have kids end your life yeah and like that's really how they see life yeah. after that i've had people tell me so mm -hmm. what, so what after, so what, nothing else happens after mm -hmm. that. I'm like, that is not true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Like that's absolutely. like the end of life for most people. That's why most people plan their lives around that moment because mm -hmm. that's where everything peaks and then drops after that. But to I don't intend honest. for my life to peak at this mm -hmm. time. Um, I don't intend for it to peak at having kids. I intend mm -hmm. for it to continue to peak, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. I feel like, I think Ozzy, Ozzy Atomi put something yeah. about this on Twitter last year at some point. Mm -hmm. And she spoke about her experience with childbirth and with yep. having a kid. And she oh. was like, and I don't want any more children. She was like, for me, like, 
this is it. Like, I don't want to experience that yeah. again. Like, why Why do we feel like we can't speak up about the fact that, quite frankly, pregnancy is fucking bullshit. It is <laughs> shit. You feel like shit. You don't, like, you literally feel like shit for yeah. nine months, you know? And she's like, and then you have to go through motherhood. Or um, the, I can't remember who they were dragging on Twitter the other day because <laughs> she um, went out and she oh, gave... Fadikali. Oh, that was... I'm about to start getting so mad. You know what? <laughs> that was... <laughs> Oh, that was one of the lowest points of yeah. Nigerian Twitter. That was literally the lowest thing for yeah. me because I'm like, basically what you're what you're saying is that motherhood essentially means you do not have a life anymore. It's a prison. That's so why the men don't do it. What That's why the daddy? Where are the daddy at? Daddy's, daddy daddy's out picking hoes. Thank you. That's daddy's daddy out picking hoes. Yeah. Daddy's out daddy couldn't let gold too. But mommy can't go daddy couldn't let gold because mommy's popped out. Like, exactly. it makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. It's such a joke. So I feel like these are the conversations that these are the conversations that we are always like stigmatizing. And why are we stigmatizing the freaking raw truth about mm-hmm. so many things exactly. to do with this? You know? My sister calls it the glorification and sanitization of marriage and childbearing like we glorify it but we also sanitize it it's like oh every other relationship oh people fought me over this thread i just did that like why is the emphasis on marriage Mm -hmm. like committed relationships are the same as marriage other than the legal part which is man-made but um yeah and then there's this whole thing like everyone makes marriage having kids appear like well like they're, they're having kids when i get it now you're responsible for someone else's life but mm. with marriage it's like why is for example someone said that um you know this marriage thing is hard i've been in this for three years now this is no boyfriend and girlfriend i'm like what the fuck does that mean like you know and it's this we we glorify it and yeah. then we also on one hand you're literally Demonize saying that it. you go to war mm-hmm. over marriage on the other on the other hand you're saying it's this fantastic mm-hmm. thing that's crazy. What's the truth? What is the what, truth? What's the tea? You know? Tell us. What's going on? What's really good? You know? <laughs> I swear. I swear. It's so crazy. And what gets me is like that pressure that is always, always, always put on women from, okay, Oof. the pressure of you have to get married to the pressure of you have to get um, to have children <sighs> to the pressure of you have to literally stay with an absolute yep. dickhead. And I'm like, but am I a dickhead? Like, why am I going to stay with a dickhead? Like, just because I am married to you does not mean I am now your property. And so many women, so many Nigerian women fall into this trap and end up living the most unhappy lives. I mean, you go out in Lagos and you're like, why is it actually that, yeah, a lot of Nigerian women do sometimes have a very cold upfront, you know, like aura towards a lot of things in social settings. And it's because of the way they've been conditioned. They're not trying to hurt anyone, but actually it's your fault. Yeah, (laughs) it's your fault. You know, have you ever actually been threatened by any of these disgusting men? Yep. What were the threats? (laughs) (laughs) One of them said, you know, Toronto is a stone throw away. I'm like, bitch, get your visa first. Really? Like, you think you can touch me in Toronto? You're going to die in jail. That's what's going to happen. To be very honest. Yeah. It's like one. I'm not even gonna mm-hmm. lie. Like that's one privilege of having being heterosexual and having my partner around me all the time. Yeah. Because no one comes. Like no one touches. You know, they just like back off Absolutely. when they see him. I remember like mm. when I'd come home alone, mm. and he used to like, I refused to talk to some guy in the street. He came down from the car to beat me. Like I've, yeah, I've had many things happen like that where men would try to get you know physical and violent. Because I wouldn't want to talk to them or like they would follow me for hours. Yeah, that following one is ill. Oh, God. It's, it's just so disgusting. It's so bad. Yeah. But now like someone even tried to talk to me yesterday mm. and I was like, 
And I never used the husband card mm. because I want to just hear mm. how foolish they are. <laughs> and then but I was like, I was like, I have a husband. He's like, oh, sorry. Greet your husband for me. I'm like, no, he doesn't want he to. He doesn't want to, you, you know. It's like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous because it's like, can you not actually just respect someone's personal space? It's like, I went to the supermarket two months ago and it was at night. I just went in to go pick up a bottle and... I am standing there trying to get what I'm getting. And this disgusting looking guy, oh, he was even just so ugly. It pissed me off. <laughs> guy comes up to me. <laughs> this guy comes up to me and the guy is now trying to talk to me. So I just didn't even respond. Like I didn't even look at him, pay him any attention. He starts shouting at me. So you're going to ignore me? So I walked away and I went to go and pay for my things. I think actually, I think I was with Tinu. Yes, because <laughs> Tinu was outside in the car and I told her. And he goes, are you actually really ignoring me? And I'm like, where the fuck do you get this sense of entitlement from? Or like once on Snapchat, when I posted a picture before I even deleted Snapchat and said, okay, to hell with this. Um, I posted a picture on Snapchat and this guy messages me and goes, wow, I just want to rape you right now. Excuse me? I put it on, I put it on Twitter. Excuse me? This was like two years ago. Wow, I just want to rape you right now. I do put those it on motherfuckers Twitter. have any sense? So like, if these are the animals that are literally <laughs> in my environment <laughs> and in my immediate environment, then why won't I have a defensive front? Mm-hmm, exactly. I swear. No, but you know what? That's true. I find that like, um, I remember one time I told one of my friends, he mm. put a video, a Snapchat video of like yeah. Nigerian men in a room. I'm like, kind of my worst nightmare to walk into a room with Nigeria bed. But then, like, he thought I was joking, but, but it's the truth. it does make me, like, worry because yeah. it's either someone's following you or harassing you or, like, mm-hmm. you know, forcing themselves to talk to you or, like, someone might hit you if you yeah. say no. So, like, it was then I realized, shit, I really am terrified of seeing men, like, in a space. Yeah. If I see men in a physical space, I'm out, Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Wow. What a conversation. <laughs> I am so excited. It's all Leila's fault, guys. It's all Leila's fault. I think... Drag I, her, not me. I think, <laughs> I think your presence alone just triggered me. They are going to come and drag me. I swear, they are going to come and drag me. But either way, Enyola, thank you thank so, you so, 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 so much. What are you getting up to for the next week before you leave Lagos? You know what? I'm actually um, recording for my YouTube. I'm oh, interviewing cool. like yeah. non-Christians and Muslims mm. and like... We have Taoists, Buddhists yeah. in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Too. Oh, yeah. my God. I, my producer on radio before I resigned from work, he was a Buddhist. He is a what? Buddhist. Yeah. Wow. Like, I'm so impressed. And like traditional religious. And I find a lot of young people want to go back to that. So yeah. I'm excited to talk to them. Most Amazing. of them are in the closet, which I completely understand. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are open will come mm. on camera. Is that actually yeah. just reminded me of something? <laughs> it's actually not funny, but it's funny. So on Christmas Day, the atheist community of Nigeria, they have a Twitter page. <laughs> they tweeted saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> and the way, the comments, I saw, I was reading these comments for like one hour. And they're all sitting there at the table, I swear. I, I know all these traditional fucktars were just thinking, who are these demons that are coming to curse this Christmas day? <laughs> nah, that was quite funny. We Wait. do have some amusing shit that goes on in this country. Very much. So do you think that people who say Merry Christmas are acknowledging Jesus as... No, not anymore. At the end of the day, yeah, Jesus Christ was born on the 25th of December and... If we look at the tradition of the celebration of Christmas, it was about celebrating the birth of this figure that we have been taught about and told about and etc. However, I believe in the same way that I said that we also define culture, it's also shifted to being 
another Thanksgiving and it's been it's been opened up to so many different cultures. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, if Jesus Christ was alive, surely I would think, given the kind of person he has been portrayed as to us, mm-hmm. that is what he would want. You exactly. know, not Big that, oh, because you're a Muslim, you can't be celebrating Christmas. Right. Or, oh, because you're atheist, you can't. Because True. it's become about love. And love was the underlying message, right, of Jesus Christ Absolutely. to begin with. So yeah. for me, the more... Um, Christmas expands into different cultures the better so let's stop acting holier than thou 24-7 it is getting so annoying and I say this as a Christian you know so I don't know I just I feel like it's just become it's become more of a Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. anyone who has a problem with that just has some deep-rooted issues that they need to overcome and if they can't overcome it then too bad sorry (laughs) you know yeah so yeah that's how I see it that's how I see it for sure but I wish you all the best with your interviews I'm so excited to see those as well really excited to see those I feel like it's good to have people out there who are going to give a voice to people that are just silenced because Mm -hmm. it's not the so-called norm in Nigeria and this is the change that we need to see so thank you actually thank you Leila I appreciate you having me here no I appreciate you for coming (laughs) I love this conversation All right, guys. So until next week, um, I'll be back with another episode, of course, of the Broken Record podcast, your favorite podcast. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned. Thanks, Aniola. Thank you.